So let me get this straight. You got a twin brother? Yeah. Whose name is James. Right. Your name is James. No, actually it's not. Charming then? No, that's the nickname I gave him. Hey, hold on. What the hell is your name? David. Your curse name. My real name. You're David, James, and Charming, and David's like a middle name? No, it's my name name. You know, whatever. I'll just call you whatever I damn well please. That okay? Surely, Roy. Welcome to Storybroke. Miserably ever after. I'm the ghost of COVID past, Mads. And so am I, Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, strangers. Ooh, we both have voices. It's amazing. It, we, I know I went at least a whole month without a voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we, we did our notes for this. Um, hold on, let me look at the notes. In August... <laughs> And it is now October 6th yes. as of this recording, <laughs> because as soon as we did our notes for this and prepared to tape it, um, my son started daycare, but that's not where we got sick. My husband brought COVID home from work nice. the day my son started daycare. Yep. So then we all had COVID and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because my immune system was so weak, I got... The worst sinus infection I have had in nine years since I got the sinus surgery that felt worse to me than the thankfully mild case of COVID I had. Literally same except less mild case um, and I haven't had sinus surgery. Yeah. Oh, we also had we also had RSV the month before COVID. Um, so it's been it's been a snotty little joyride in the Parado household. Yeah, so we both got uh, we both got COVID and tested positive like two days after you and I had had taken our notes, or like the next day after we took our notes. Yes, uh, I was like, hey, guess what? <laughs> and I think I was like feeling a little cruddy that evening too. And you, then, you, yeah, yeah. And so we, yeah. So we are sorry. We had such high hopes for this year. Do you know we're only on episode 13 of season <laughs> two? Episode 13. <laughs> yeah. So COVID wiped. Okay. I'm going to have a hot take here. Uh, I, I'm just going to say COVID is not good. Oh, I, my, I'm going to confirm that having had it, COVID is bad. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Uh, no one else is saying this. No, no one else is saying this. Um, but COVID, not great. We both had the immunization. We both got the shots and the boosters, and we yep. still think COVID bad. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so maybe try to avoid that or something. I lost my sense of smell, um, but not my sense of taste. Uh, but it took a while for like things to smell again. Oh, it's only been oh, like the last. I'm gonna week. zing. It's not a true zing, but you have to have one to lose it. Oh, hey oh. I'm yeah. sorry. You actually do. <laughs> Shade lost his sense of taste. Uh, which, right, that's my husband. So we cut to... I mean, I've seen like your a, house. It's beautiful. So. There's like a, a moment where like we're in the fridge and he's like tasting things to see if they're still like yucky. Because my husband hates olives and stuff. And he's like, I can't taste it, but I still hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a texture. Not, not even COVID will make my husband eat olives. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, like, as soon as, like, I got better and and uh, stuff, I had that sinus infection, respiratory infection. I had, I was, uh, I, I was at risk for pneumonia. 
and then I got better and I had a wedding in rural Texas. So congrats to my brother and Yay. his wife. Uh, we happened to actually both be out of town on the same weekend staying at uh, well-decorated but questionable um, rental houses. Uh, yours was well decorated. Mine was, was very just well questionable. Mine was uh, just questionable. Mine, all the questionable decoration was um, reserved for one tiny bathroom in the uh, living space downstairs, the small little half bath. You walked in and it has a barn door, which, you know, I've got a barn door in my house. It's a flipper's dream door, right? Because you don't have to do anything and it doesn't have to hold any smells out. So barn door. You mm-hmm. walk in, you sit down on the toilet as you're facing the toilet. There's a horse looking at you in a picture. You mm-hmm. sit down on the toilet. You look at the uh, the sink. Now, you know, picture next to the sink. Yeah, that makes sense. No, the sink is sink level. And then you look to the left and down. And there's a horse, knee level, staring at you. And so then you roll your eyes. And as you roll your eyes... You notice on the ceiling, there is a horse hanging from the ceiling. Just a picture of a horse laughing at you. <laughs> I need to. Uh, I need to post the uh, pictures I have of of horses, but their mouths are photoshopped into dog mouths. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. I don't like um, that. It's terrifying. But I don't I, like I think, it. I think I'm going to hang one of those in our bathroom. Tell me about your Airbnb experience. Well, not Airbnb, but house experience. We, I don't we know if y'all on, had a, whatever it was. We were on Verbo. Oh, so were um, we. So were we. Uh, first, let me say that this place was... Um, I'm going to send you, and I'm gonna, I'll post it on my Twitter because I realized I never did, the full list of expectations for us, which it felt like we were paying a lot of money to house sit for somebody. <laughs> oh, no. So we get there and learn after arriving uh that you can't drink the water from the tap or the the water filter it's quote unquote tainted but should be safe for showering and bathing oh so right off the bat we opened strong uh no no noise after 10 p.m uh there are no there are no you know plates or silverware or anything in the house we have to provide all of our own as well as toilet paper um so on the way from the airport, uh, we learned this. Uh, my, my aunt and uncle that were coming in, flew in from Seattle, learned that there was not going to be any toilet paper. So my mom, who lives in, lives in Texas, uh, picked us up toilet paper. Oh, my um, God. For the ret- it was just bad. Uh, Shane found someone's dirty drawers in one of the, the, the drawers. It was rough. It was really rough. But like, there was also like entertaining stuff, just like weirdness. Like they had, you know, like uh, standard white people decor, like a big glass shadow box, like keep calm and drink wine that you could put your corks in. Um, They had board games. They had like a downstairs. Wait, you were allowed to drink in this house? That's mm, crazy. Right? But we had to bring our own. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) They they had the... uh, It was in a dry county, though, so we had to like bring it, bring it. Um, They had like a basement area that was like open. It was like on a lake. And so they had board games on the wall going down to the basement. So it's like, oh, this is their game room, right? Excuse me. But they're not like standard board games. It's not like, you know, like Monopoly and Scrabble and like your stock board games. It's um, they have both Sorry and Parcheesi, which is the same game. 
it's the same yeah. game. One's just um, meaner. Ad- adjacent to each other on the wall. Um, they had the game of life. Mm-hmm. Um, they had Clue. And seen it, the early 2000s DVD-based trivia game. Wow. I, I know all of those games. These aren't in boxes. It's literally the game board glued to the wall. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was a mystery alcove, which I posted about on Twitter. And then all the bedrooms had bunk beds in them. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like each bedroom had a bunk bed. I mean, no. each bedroom had bunk beds, plural, full-size <laughs> bunk beds. So like there's one room and there's three sets of bunk beds in it. And it's not the only room like this. And I'm like, is this like a fucking cult compound? <laughs> Yes. Well, you're on a lake, so you just want to shove everyone in there like sardines. Right. Um, we only had two sets of bunk beds in our, our rental house, but our rental house was classy. I mean, it was all, it was all, it was an all wood cabin. So it had that orange varnish because apparently if you have a cabin, it must be the same shade <laughs> of Tennessee orange varnish on everything. Um that actually makes me want to claw my eyes out. But in a cabin setting, it's fine. I, I posted a bunch of pictures. My, my living room's orange, but it's not that orange. No, no. Yours isn't like wood varnish orange. But yeah, if uh, I, I'll retweet it um, on our account after this episode goes up. But I posted on my main, uh, on my personals page on uh, at Thirsty for Naps. But like they had a painting of like all the former Republican presidents just like hanging out. Or they like. Like oh, like just chilling, like just chilling. I thought they were uh, playing poker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing poker. Um, they do not have. Of course, they, they don't, don't have, have alcohol. Tr- they don't have Trump on it. Um, there's no. There's there's none of that. Uh, but I do think it's funny that they have like. They probably Nixon. got it before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've got like fucking Nixon in the picture, and I'm like, really? Uh, they have like a big dandelion in white on the wall, printed off of like adhesive vinyl, which comes out just looking like a big old cum splat. Um, I don't know like a better way to phrase that and then my my aunt's favorite thing was that the couch cushions uh, did not they were not original to the couch so they did not fit the couch so in order to hold them on they had adhesive vinyl stickers on both the throw pillows and the couch so (laughs) my aunt's like hey can you pass me that pillow and you go to yank it and it's like of the velcro coming off and it's just like just so many weird things in this house i posted oh like God. i said i posted some pictures it was just it was a weird place and then to, to cap it off there were spiders everywhere hmm. um because of and, course there were and they probably expected you to fully clean everything do all the laundry yes. and stuff because they're not hiring a cleaning crew to come in because they're not restocking anything right oh no that was actually one of the things we had to uh we had to wash our sheets and towels uh before leaving uh and we needed to be gone from the property because the next guests were coming in at 1 p.m that says not enough time that is not nearly enough time that and is also, not enough time yeah, so like I said, it felt like we paid an unreasonable amount of money to house sit for someone. And not even like a good house sitting gig. Not even like a good house sitting gig. It's like, you're it's paying like, me to be my maid. Yeah, it's like at least, you know, like, oh, there's going to be beer in the fridge. Or, hey, I have the game. You know, we have we have high-speed Wi-Fi. Like, here's all this. No, it was just like, 
it was a lot. Like ours was nice. They knew that we were coming for a ladies weekend. So they they were like, hey, ladies, we know you're probably going to go out to beautiful downtown hot springs at some point. So when you clean off your makeup, here are these beautiful black makeup towels. Please do not use the white ones because we will charge you if you stain a towel. But they had them and they had makeup and embroidery on them. So that was at least nice. It's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. just. And they had ugh. a hot tub. So we were we were good traveling traveling immediately after having covid so uh, we're the problem i didn't know i had like a <laughs> month off i had yeah, I, I had plenty of time and then we were uh we were at an outdoor wedding um mm-hmm. in east texas where i'm wearing a a you know navy blue wool suit it's so, not the first time you've had to wear a suit a at an navy suit at an outdoor wedding look i was like the, in our defense it was supposed to be an indoor wedding and also, either I gained a ton of weight in the two weeks between getting my suit and going there, or one of the other groomsmen stole my jacket. So now I have to go like deal with that because it's I it's my suit. Like yeah, I you, bought the suit. Oh no! My brother had my brother had us all buy the suits for the wedding. Oh, yeah, that's, that's very bridesmaidy of him. Uh huh. Uh huh. I had to borrow a pair of boots from someone. It was really lovely, though. Like, it was a beautiful, like, the whole time I'm there, I'm kind of just like, damn, this is like, tw- if it were 20 degrees cooler, the <laughs> wedding part of this is 100% my dream wedding. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. It was, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. I got to see my little brother getting married. He cried Aww. doing his vows, and I was just so happy that, like, our upbringing in Texas did not prevent him from expressing emotions in an honest way. When I'm when I met you, your brother wasn't born yet, mm-hmm. and now he's married. And now he's turning thirty in April. I mean, my yep, yep. Oh yep. my, my my baby sister's going to be thirty one at the end yep. of this month. Yep, I know that sucks. That's weird. It doesn't Audience, suck. We, it's fine. We, we both have significantly younger siblings. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like our baby siblings are like babies to it. Like mm-hmm. my brother is five years younger than me. So like when I left town, when I left home, he was, you know, not even hitting, like he was barely hitting puberty. Yeah. So like he's kind of, and then I, I moved to another state. So he like crystallized in my brain as like a little baby. Yeah, my, when I moved to college, my baby sister was 10. So a lot of my friends met her as this tiny child. So whenever, you know, she got to college uh, eight years later, <laughs> everyone flipped out. So I uh, I think I think we've, we've given our audience some time to reacquaint themselves with who Hi. the hell we are. Um, should we talk about <laughs> this episode of Once Upon a Time that we just watched? I mean, we should. Shall we uh, do some basic plot? Once Upon a Time, the last group of giants tended the only remaining field of magic beans in the Enchanted Realm. The smallest of these giants, Anton, was bullied by his brothers for being the smallest. They called him Tiny. Anton was curious about the human world and their customs, and against the orders of the eldest giant Arlo, he ran away down the beanstalk to prove to himself that humans couldn't all be murderers and liars. Unfortunately, Anton was found by the late 
Prince James and his girlfriend du jour, Jacqueline, a.k.a. Jack. Dun, dun, dun. They befriended the giant and convinced him that he belonged down there with them and that the kingdom was poor and needed financial help. So Anton offered to snag some riches from his house for them. But they followed him home and, with an army and poison swords, proceeded to murder all of Anton's brothers. Anton dutifully burned the last field of magic beans to keep the humans from spreading their darkness to other lands and returned to discover that Arlo, who had been stabbed with Jack's poison sword, which he then took from her so that he could fatally stab her back, was dying. Prince James abandoned her. Jack, he abandoned... Mm. Prince James abandoned Jack after filling a sack of loot, and Anton was left in the ruins of his home, holding his last remaining family member as he died. With his dying breaths, Arlo gave Anton a preserved cutting in the hopes that he'd be able to one day find a new land and cultivate the magic beans once again, as was their purpose. I'm sorry, I got the worst church giggles as you were like holding his last remaining family member. You sure did. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay. I've, yeah. In Storybrooke, Emma and Henry head off to New York City with Rumpelstiltskin, whose newly renewed reliance on magic puts him on the e on edge in a magic-free world. Prince Charming and Snow White confront Hook, who takes them to his ship and reveals Cora's secret weapon to them, Anton the Giant, shrunk down to human size. They free him and try to check in to see if he's alright, but he takes one look at Charming's chin and attempts to put a dent in it. Having mistaken Charming for his late twin brother, he vows his revenge. Regina finally came out of hiding and tried to visit Henry, and was not thrilled at hearing that he was leaving the state. Had left the state, <clears throat> And was not thrilled at hearing that he had left the state. With her newly renovated alliance with her mother underway, she tracks down Anton and gives him a magic mushroom to return him to his giant size, so that he can have his revenge against Charming. Anton wreaks havoc on the downtown area, hurling cars and smashing up buildings. Snow and Charming try to explain to him that not only is he not his twin brother, who happens to be dead, so he can't come to the phone right now, but they're also Emma's parents, who is also out of town at the moment, so she can't come to the phone either. It's all good. Anywho, this further enrages Anton, who chases and corners the pair. Desperate, Charming surrenders himself to Anton on the condition that he leaves the rest of the townsfolk alone. Just as he moves to stomp Charming into oblivion, a well-shaped sinkhole opens up a bun a well-shaped sinkhole opens up beneath him, and then his magical mushroom wears off. Now dangling from a utility pipe in a hole, Charming convinces Anton of two things: that he can be trusted, and that death is not a better option than a painful life. The townsfolk forgive Anton quickly and offer him a home in Storybrooke. Mm. <laughs> I'm keeping that. Storybrooke. Moved by their kindness, Anton finds a plot of land on which to plant the last magic bean cutting. The dwarfs hand him a pickaxe, which gives him his rightful dwarf name, Tiny, which is also the title of this episode. Aww. I just blushed from saying story broke instead of story brook. Like my whole face got warm. <laughs> uh, That's adorable. I, I'm a little out of practice. I'm you're, sorry, you guys. I'm just be real. You're one of my favorite people. So. <laughs> uh, uh, 
I love this you. Episode, this episode. This episode was easy to summarize because all the plot points were fairly to the point. Um, Anton is a very sweet, naive, too trusting boy. Um, Arlo is our friend Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ar- Arlo, Arlo, the 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 dwarf so, dad. He's looks- not not dwarf giant. He's not giant. actually played by our friend Cody. He just looks surprisingly like our friend Cody. He looks just like he looks just like um. Y- y'all might know him as Ace Dad Advice yes. on TikTok. He <laughs> looks like Ace Dad Advice, who has a book coming out this. Uh, this coming January, which you can pre-order at wearywanderer.com. That's wearywanderer.com. <laughs> if Cody grew their hair out, Cody would look like this this giant. Yes. Um, and it's very flattering. Yes. <laughs> I was like, look at this handsome, like, daddy giant. Bad wig, but, you know, I... I don't mind this wig. This is not the worst wig I've seen on a show. I don't mind This is not the worst wig. I've been watching the dragon show. It's fine. Uh, Oh, God, I have not watched the dragon show yet. I'm a fan. I mean, uh, it's it's just political intrigue with dragons. I I don't have much interest in it because I know where it ends. Oh, see, I don't. So it's good. I mean, I know where some of it is. Anyway, that's not the show we're talking about today. (laughs) That's not the that's not the high fantasy show we're talking about. Um, um, we so, are talking about ABC's Once Upon a Time, season two, episode thirteen. Oh my uh, god, we're uh, only on episode thirteen. Me. You burped while I'm talking. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a, a serious question because okay, so the one of the plots of this story is Rumpelstiltskin has his shawl, and he can cross the town line with it and not forget his thoughts. It's so. Shawl. Shawl, shawlola, um, which gives leads me to question because Rumple is worried that <sighs> he will wake up as his cursed self. When did Rumple originally wake up? Did we establish that in season one? No, and literally in my notes, I have when did Rumple wake up? Yeah, because that was a thing we we were kind of wondering about with season one is because he's doing the please thing and we're like does he know he definitely he definitely woke up he was definitely awake by the time the clock moved right it's it's not super clear if he was aware the whole time or not like because we know regina was aware the whole time right right so as the creator of the curse was rumple also aware the whole time but because of the curse much like with bell who i mean may have been her cursed self in the dungeon. Yeah, she was. She was her cursed self in the dungeon, but we didn't really see that character. Right. I don't know. I don't know what I where I was even going with that. Well, pretty soon we'll get to see some very fun, terrible episodes with uh, with Belle and uh, and Rumple. Uh, but I this episode, how- we have Hurley from Lost as Tiny. <laughs> I- I love He's how back. often I talk about how much I enjoy this show, but every time you talk about a certain plot point, I go, God, I hate that plot. And it's like mm-hmm. always the next plot coming up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every time. But yes, well, Hurley- we've, been, we've been stuck in this plot for a while and I'm looking forward to we're getting to move past it because I love season three. So and we- I, I love the, the back half of this season too. So. Yeah. 
Now, listeners, I'm going to say something right now. At the beginning of this year, we made a whole lot of promises that we did not keep. So what I'm going to do for you right now is not make any promises whatsoever about (laughs) when we're going to finish this season. But I am going to say without promising that we're going to try to finish soon. We and we still we still owe our 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 lovely audience a bonus episode. Yeah, we're gonna try. <laughs> we're not promising anything, but we're gonna try our hardest. We're gonna do our best. Life's you know? been a lot. We're, been, we're gonna try. We, we haven't have, forgotten we have. you. Um, you're hitting something, by the way. Oh, it's probably my other microphone hitting my microphone. Hold on. Or it might be your hand on the desk. Might be my hand on my desk. I can't rip my microphone out. It's your hand uh, on your desk. It's my keyboard. My keyboard thing keeps sliding out. Stop it. I, it just does it. So, uh, yeah, there's a cute moment at the beginning of this episode where Snow says something sexy. And it, it's, it's she's, you know, Charming is getting ready for his day. And he puts a gun holster on. And she's like, ooh, nice holster. You like wearing it, don't you? <laughs> Damn, girl. Well, they've got the house to themselves, so I get it. Yeah. Her child yeah. and her grandchild are no longer in the house. I get it. Yep. And, you know, she's in her early 20s or mid 20s still, you know, that's yeah. still she's yeah. not on an SSRI yet. Um, <laughs> maybe she can she could consider it by the end of this season. I think it would actually help her a lot um, with some issues that will crop up in late season two. Uh Better living through pharmaceuticals. Shout out to 20 milligrams of Lexapro a day. Anywho. uh, Yeah, good on her for liking a man in leather and mentioning Regina, you know, who we haven't seen in the last episode of I Remember Right. But it's okay because she's back now. And she comes comes in with, and now I'm going to say this, Lana is an amazing actor. Regina's acting. And and here's the fun part. We know that Regina is a good actor because she's pretending to be mayor this whole time. But for Regina's acting, her acting is amazingly bad in this next scene. This scene. She's being it's, so obvious about it. It's weird. Oh, you don't say. Oh, My I know. mother. Huh. I know. Her acting is so bad. So I guess whenever she's under the influence of Cora, she can't act. <laughs> Apparently. But no one notices it. Even though they're all on high alert for Regina well, because, because the plot needs us to to not acknowledge it. They also don't acknowledge it because they're about to they're nervous about breaking to her. Oh, by the way, Henry's not here and we didn't tell you because we couldn't find you for the record. I mean, we mm-hmm. were trying to find you. Um, but then we have another adoption conversation to have because she's like, no offense, Regina, but Emma doesn't really have to run anything past you, which is bullshit. Oh, explicit tag. You're gonna have oh, to yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I've already I've already dropped it. F bomb. <laughs> I said cum splat. Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah. and I know that Storybrooke doesn't necessarily fit in with modern law anymore. Uh, it's all been a farce anyway. Right. But Regina is his legal guardian. Right. And look, no, she's a ba- she's been a bad person. She's currently doing a bad person things. So yes, keep Henry away from her, but stop throwing that whole, well, she's his real mother stuff around because she signed those rights away. Right. Right. But, you know, we've just decided that we're going to ignore that. But I mean, this town kind of just decides to follow its own kind of law. They they did try to lynch her earlier this season. <laughs> uh, which, which was stopped. <laughs> 
you know, it's just, there's a lot of things that happen. Ugh. Anywho. Uh, are we talking about Hook whenever you, you typed in our notes, I can fix him? You I must think be talking so. about Hook. I must okay. be talking about Hook because let's talk. Let's have another conversation about Hook. I can fix him. You can fix him. So, so Hook's character is absolutely supposed to be sexy pirate character. So, why then are all of his like dirty lines so icky? I don't know if I want to fix him or if I want to make him worse or if I want to put him in a maid outfit and t- hang on. Sorry, what is this show? It's on ABC. It's a family show. Oh, it's a family show. <laughs> it's not um, a family show. I I would like to hold Captain Hook's hand. I'd hold the absolute fuck out of it. Anywho, <laughs> the yeah, you you wrote. I, I remember you had t- said something about like I see where your daughter got her gumption, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah. He like licked his like did the little like tooth lick as he said it and Ugh. it was so icky and he kept doing stuff like that in this scene. He was he was trying his best to steal this whole show and to this time it did not work this episode. Like in other episodes it works great. This episode it did not work. While I was writing my no. summary I almost forgot he was in it. Except whenever I went through our notes I was like, "Oh right, he was being yeah. so gross." I, and that's really because at this point in the show, they're not really sure if they're going to keep his character around mm-hmm. at this point in the show. They're like, I think we're going to write this guy off by the end of the season because like, you know, who cares? <coughs> he, he's supposed to be a bit part, but he tested well with the target demographic. Well, Let's phrase it Matt, that way. Have you seen him? Yes, I have. And I agree. <laughs> I think I think it's just like when we kept Spike on putting a nickel in the jar uh, on Buffy. Spike was oh. also supposed to be written out at the end of season two of his show. Uh, but a certain se- segment of the audience wanted to keep him around. Though I will say, fuck Spike. I hate Spike. Uh, Boo Spike. Boo Spike. I'm, uh, I'm glad we agree on that note. Yes. I have a friend right now who's currently doing her first ever full watch through of... Uh, Buffy and Angel like she's watching them as they came out and at the beginning of the show she was like oh god the Spike guy he's the worst and she just got to the season where she's like oh Spike I get it and I'm like no (laughs) he's still the worst he's a terrible person he's 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 a but he's a he's a compelling character yeah his character's fine his character's interesting but he's the worst and I, 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 I give him that I can dislike a character when I'm supposed to dislike a character and still think they're a compelling. Yeah. Yeah. I, by the end of Buffy, I come around on Spike as a character. As a character. Yeah. But not as a romantic option for Buffy. Absolutely not. Absolutely but, not. Unlike this show where I'm like, you know what? I am 100% uh, uh, Swan Queen is my OTP, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it, I'll, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with this comp hat that we're going to have in this show. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, if she has to end up with a dude, I guess this one works because he's a pirate. So he's a little queer coded anyway. And he's got enchanted wood or his ship is made of yes. enchanted wood. Enchanted should, wood. Yes. He uh, rides his enchanted wood from shore to shore. And he reveals, you know, uh, Carmilla, Carmilla, Camellia, Corleone. Who are we talking about? Candace. Cora? Cora. Cora. 
will reveal Korra's master plan, which is to unleash Hurley from Lost <laughs> on the town. Oh, and also, also Beans. It's not a very good plan. No, God. How does Korra keep winning at things? I've asked this before. I've asked this before, and I know we're not enough episodes in. It feels like we did it forever ago because we did. We're not enough episodes in for, is Korra actually a successful villain? (laughs) It is some straight up Scooby-Doo shenanigans. Like... She dresses as her daughter to frame her for murder, and her daughter is like, "Cool, it's so bad." Like every plan, every plan that Cora has sucks. I figured it out. Cora's superpower is her aura makes people dumb. Her superpower is failing up, which is, I think, the superpower that a lot of white people have. Wow. So, wow, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But no, seriously, people get around her, and they're just like dumb. Right? <laughs> That's why her stuff works. Ugh. Because her plans aren't good. I have yet to see a good plan. Right. I mean, right. and we get we get other dumb villains. And and the problem is, our main characters aren't Our main characters are dumb. also stupid. Like, They're, everyone they, okay, in this show dumb, is, yes. Everyone but, in this show is actively let me stupid. Let me rephrase myself. They show competence until they don't. Yes. And that's villains, too. So everyone's just fumbling through life. Yeah. And somehow the good guys fumble best. Worst? (laughs) I love this show. It's all about white people barely managing to keep it together. It's... it's, These white people have problems. (laughs) As a a white myself, um, because I was at my brother's wedding, and there was no one on that dance floor uh at all for an hour <laughs> <laughs> it became like a bit with my husband and i have like what's the song that's gonna get all these people on the dance floor what turns was out it? uh mambo number was it mambo number five it's the one where they're like a little bit of that's Jessica. Mambo, yeah. yes it was mambo, mambo number, number five oh so there are a certain type of white people i was not expecting the, mambo number five to they be the peaked one. in the early 2000s well it's my little brother who graduated in 2010 yeah but we played i feel like we played mambo number five when i was in high school in the late 90s like my band teacher you know, shout out to band teachers. Oh obviously. yeah, it was a it was a stand tune. She hand she hand transcribed Mambo Number no. Five out, and we played it. <laughs> it was absolutely a stand tune for both of us. Which I, it was fun to hang out with all of my brother's music major friends right during the peak of Seabat being a thing. No, maybe that wasn't the hand. Tr- yeah, yes, go ahead. But uh, you know, Seabat, the Hudson Hudson Mohawk or whatever. I don't know what uh, that is. I'm going to send this to you afterward, but it was like this thing on the Reddit where this guy was like, my girlfriend won't let me play my sex playlist. And the song on the sex playlist was just one song that just sounds like, Oh no, Luther played this one for me. It's the cat yeah. thing. Bum, it sounds like bum, a cat. Bum, 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 yeah. It was like, <laughs> what, what should we get a copyright strike for badly singing? See that. It's, it's the one where the, the, the whole story is that he kept, he kept, he used it to time his a rhythm as the rhythm to the song. And, and then my husband played that song for me and like smirked at me the whole time. And it was very, it was an uncomfortable moment for everyone. Um, it was not great. Cause it sounds like 
someone put a cat meowing on a keyboard and was just sharply pressing keys. So this uh, show. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> so let's talk about bullying. Oh, I, I, I wrote, I love watching Ace Dad advice bully Hurley from Lost. It's so, it's so weird. <laughs> the way all of... I need, to, I need to put a disclaimer. Ace Dad advice did not bully anyone on the show. Ace Dad advice has never bullied anyone in his life. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It was so... I'm trying to think how to phrase this. One, they did a very perhaps humanity is the virus moments. Uh, oh, they absolutely, they pushed that one a lot. But um, I, it, it's so weird that there's like, there's no lady giants. It's like the dwarfs. Well, that the dwarfs make that comment later is like, they make the comment later where the, we're just going to jump ahead because we already talked about it in the plot. The axe yeah. gives tiny. and The name the, tiny. The axe, the axe bullies Anton, just like his brothers did. But this um, time calls he's him tiny, okay with it. And, and Charming was like, hey, it didn't name me. And the dwarfs are like, well, you're not a dwarf. You know, meaning that the giants are related to, directly related to the dwarfs, which is why they're no ladies. Okay, so also, the giant, well, I want to see the egg those fuckers come out of. Jeez. Uh, also, fun fact, I looked at the production notes. The giants are supposed to be vegetarians. Huh. <laughs> Major kiwis on that table. I kept staring at the kiwis and imagining how big they were supposed to be. Oh my god! Because they used regular sized food, like they didn't try to make tiny food and just do piles of tiny food for these giants to eat. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Giant sized food. All yeah, all of their food is giant sized. So I was just looking at these human sized kiwis on their table. (laughs) Oh my god! But the beans, the magic beans, are tiny for them, but they're. Bigger than a normal bean size for humans. They're like the so size of like a butter bean. They're they're a little bigger than a butter bean, but yeah, they're like a big butter bean. So they're like small, like what pinto beans? Mm-hmm. Which say lentils. <clears throat> Hands off your desk. Butter bean size. Uh, yeah. So they bully him, and they're like, "Oh, we do it because we like you, ha ha ha, you jerk." And I I didn't come from a family like that. My family was sarcastic, but we weren't like mean. I, I I came from a family that kind of picks, and then I'm also I mean, I'm, from a... I mean, I'm half Cajun, so I'm used to a family that picks. I, I'm also of, like, a certain generation of, of queer folk, and I do think that there's, like, a little bit of, like, you know, there's a little meanness in that community, yeah. but it's, like, good-natured meanness. It's kind of like the... um, You, you kind of pick at each other to toughen your skin so you can deal with the rest of the world. Yeah, but this didn't feel like that. But no, this felt like this was not that. This was not good hearted. This was straight up bullying. Yeah. Like this just felt mean. Yeah, they 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 bullied him and then they gaslighted him into being too sensitive. Right. When he compl- when he told them to stop. And also like he doesn't really look in any way markedly smaller than the rest of them. Cuz they're all sitting, so you can't tell. And the other thing is that when we first are introduced to him as a character and we see the big giant statues, he walks in and he towers over the giant statues. Yeah, we have scaling a problems. Episodes, a couple episodes back. So it's like, well, why? And I do think it's because they just kind of made this show up as it went along in a lot of ways. It's long form which is improv. Yet another parallel to Lost. 
<laughs> I, I mean, it reminds me of many other shows that I was obsessed with at the time. Uh, well, not at the time, but, you know, around that time, like Glee, um, anything by that guy where the plot is absolutely like the main plot maybe is like overarching is thought mm-hmm. out but every other every episode is like it'd be fun this week if we got these two together it doesn't make sense at all compared to any of the other episodes but it'd be fun for this week because i have a song i want them to sing together so let's have them date and then never talk to each other again yes um we got the rights to this song we have to make an episode around it yes now i mean we could go back and forth on the giants for a little while but it's it's to me it's, it's just not that interesting mm-hmm. None of this plot is that interesting to me. Like we get into the James gaslighting him and Jacqueline. I mean, I want to talk about the mission statement of the giants real quick, where their, their whole purpose in life. The only reason they have centuries of a lifespan is to tend the beans. Well, we don't do anything with the beans. Well, yeah, but we still have to tend them. Well, what do we do with them? Nothing. We just tend the beans. Well, what do we do with the beans? We have them. Well, we re-sow the field and we grow them again and then we tend them again. We I, don't don't do under- I don't understand Calvinists. <laughs> I, mm, Giants have biblical names because they're old. Yes. Speaking of Calvinists. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. I hate, I hate the past storyline of this episode. It just feels tacked on and... Normally, I love when we cast a male role with a woman, but I thought that having Jack the Giant Slayer being Jacqueline was stupid, and it's because they were too cowardly to show James Mm. banging a dude. (laughs) Yes, but I do appreciate that uh, this lady that they have playing Jacqueline doesn't look like an embryo. No, she doesn't. She she, looks, she she looks like she's a grown adult woman who knows how to pay her own bills. Yeah, she looks she looks uh, age appropriate for yeah for this yeah. pairing too. Yeah, um, and she's got great bodice. She's got great bodice. Uh, Mads and I had an incredibly queer moment together over this lady. Yeah, because like uh, she's evil. Yes. But- I love her. You, you put her lingerie boots. She uh, had great lingerie boots. She changed into her whole her whole seduction outfit and changed her boots with it. Um, uh, and then when they're in the bar later with with Hurley, um, Mads was looking at her eyes while I was complimenting her cleavage. Yes. Um, which we were both like, oh my God, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> just, <time>. just stunning. <laughs> um, uh, and her outfit's so great that apparently, according to production notes, they use it again uh, in the Camelot season for something Guinevere wears. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So we'll see that again. I mean, when you make a great costume, you might as well use it again. I come from theater. Mm-hmm. I get it. You make a great costume and it fits someone else who needs to wear something like it. You reuse it. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think if this is our first. No, uh, we kind of skipped over it, but we did have a brief scene with Belle in the hospital. And I did want to talk. I want to touch on that a little bit. Yes. Um, why is she there? Why is she there? Because <laughs> she's healed. And it's so that it, it really is so they can keep her captive. Yeah. Yeah. Nurse Ratchet's even out there sedating her again, just like she used to. Um, I hate it. There's no reason for her to be there. 
because Rumpelstiltskin healed her. The only reason she's there now is I guess they're holding her for amnesia. And granted, the two episodes happened back to back, though you couldn't tell because What's-His-Face, who was about to die in the previous episode, is already walking around healing. So I don't know how long he's been there. He's fine. Um, He's just fine. Also, they're trying to convince her that magic isn't real, that she's crazy. They're not trying to convince her she's crazy. They're trying to convince her that maybe she hallucinated because, you know, guns only work if a bad guy is holding it. Um, So they only work on Belle. Yes. If a good guy is ever holding a gun, it will never succeed. So far, we've learned that from this show. Um, But there's no reason for Belle to be in this hospital. So she's just being held prisoner again. And I don't like that. Um, This this season makes me feel bad about the townsfolk. Yeah. Um, 100%. Even it actually made me feel mad at Belle, uh, Belle at, um, uh, Ruby? Ruby, who comes in wearing this like awesome, like fake fur coat. Yes. I want her fake fur coat so badly. Ah, <laughs> uh, everything she wears. I just she comes in, she's like, oh, you know, before you lost your memory, you told me about Jules Verne. Here's this book that I really like, which she probably got from, um, snow because snow was reading it in 715 right. uh, they they reuse this book a lot yes uh, yeah oh, i'm your friend we're friends i would never lie to you except for this one thing well it's also it's a uh, it's a lost reference they talk about this one on on uh the wikipedia it's yeah. the mysterious island she, <laughs> that's she absolutely plays, a lost reference yeah she plays a major character on lost mm-hmm. uh, she's also watching expose on television which is the fictional show that fan reviled characters from lost nikki and paolo uh were from well N- nikki was from in in later seasons they're like fuck we're kind of running out of like t- like backstory for our main cast so they start introducing more people who've just been on the periphery this whole time and two of those are nikki and paolo who are just they're just not great characters and they're not well liked by the fans when they're really revealed so it's kind of funny especially because expose the show that nikki is from is why like shane and i will occasionally look at each other and go like razzle dazzle it's it's just a terrible line and it's a, it was a terrible arc. Uh so of all the things to reference from Lost, I thought that was hilarious. Fantastic. <sighs> uh do we want to talk about the shawl? The shawl? <laughs> it works. It works. Um he has to take it off to go through TSA. Um which has not changed having been through airport security in the last year and a half has not changed since they taped this show. You're like, um, you have to take your shoes off. And he looks at her like, which at the time was like, yeah, this is fucking ridiculous. Right. And they still do it. We still, still do it. it. We they still made, do it. They made him take his shawl off and he managed to hold on to his memory while it was off. And I don't now. I was talking to my husband about this last night. Why does that work? Is it because the town line is like a force and it knocks the memory out of you? So whenever you're not crossing the town line, it just sort of seeps instead? Or is the presence of the savior helping him keep his memory together? I think it's either the presence of the savior or it's um, like the residual magic of that shawl. Mm -hmm. It's so close to him. There's like a thread on him. Right. Or like it's, it's, you know, it's proximity based. You know what I mean? 
Okay. Um, who knows? Uh, <laughs> I'd like to the, keep it on, please. Back in the past storyline, we also learned that Jack has been to Wonderlands because portal jumping between worlds is really easy. <laughs> Surprise! Not hard at all. Everyone's done it. You haven't done it yet, nerd. It's super easy when we need an explanation for a side character to have something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's impossible when we need it to progress the plot as we will see next season uh again (laughs) it will be the central problem of next season (sighs) but this season portal jumping now now that we're back in storybrook is super super easy it is super easy except that they can't do it right now yep um so they used a piece of marzipan for the the mushroom for whenever he's normal size, um, which unfortunately they dyed Viagra blue. Now this whole scene we had a field day with whenever Regina finds Anton in the woods and like tells him, yeah, go get charming. I don't like him either. Um, get your revenge. Do the thing. She gives him a piece of mushroom to make him giant size again. It reminds him, you know, it only lasts a little while. You know how temporary this is. Um, I know that you really enjoyed her costuming for this scene. Um, in the notes, it says uh, 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 that collar makes her neck look long. Mm-hmm. Extremely queer moment because I was noticing her striking eyes. Mm-hmm. And then you said Regina's hands in a muff. Oh, Regina. Typical. Regina. <laughs> yes. Regina's hands in a muff. If Regina isn't gay, then why does she show up Ristif in a muff? <laughs> And then yeah, she gives him she gives him a Viagra uh, uh, a Viagra uh, uh, piece of marzipan. You take the wax off the little cheese. <laughs> yeah, it looks like that's what it looks like. It looks like a baby bell. <laughs> this will make you bigger. It'll return you to your former glory. <laughs> and then he just bites into it. I'm like, Ugh. now get to work. As I'm sure you're aware, that mushroom won't last forever. <laughs> and to which you responded, in fact, if it lasts longer than four hours. You should contact your local your local doctor or warlock. Um, yeah. Um, so there's not a lot of plot to this one. No. There's, a, there's like there's like a main story, and then they take a long time to get to the actual meat of it. Um, yes. And then the actual meat of it is just a lot of talking about what they're going to do. Yeah, it's like a it's a bad improv scene. It's a bad improv scene. The whole episode is a bad improv scene. It's like, it, it, it's a, what do you get? Okay, can I get it? Can I get a suggestion? This is modern fairy tale. Can I get a suggestion from the audience for like the weirdest place yes. to set Jack and the Beanstalk? And they're like, upstate Maine. And I'm like, well, we can't do Maine. Um, we're just going to do like a small town in Canada and call it Maine. All right. And what's the name of the game? Half life. Sorry. No, modern fairy tale. Other modern stories. fairy tale. Yes, that's the other improv game. Yeah, it's awful. I hate it. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Uh, God. I I do love when uh, uh, Rumpelstiltskin throws his little tantrum in the bathroom. Yeah. Look, I I had to watch this episode multiple times to figure out what was going on with them, and he's just going through magic withdrawals, right? Uh, yeah, he's sad. He has that anxiety he too. Power. Yeah, he has anxiety. He's mad that he's reliant on this shawl, or else he'll lose his entire being. Um, he's not powerful, so he's just a weak man with a limp. 
right Men now. Will literally punch a bathroom toilet seat cover dispenser instead of going to therapy. Right? God. <laughs> Shaking just... my head over that. <laughs> uh, so it took me a long time to figure out why he was being so weird. So I guess I felt like Emma in this. Um, yeah. Where she's giving a lot of, what the fuck? <laughs> like she's just giving a lot of big eyes. And she's calm, good at it. Calm down, dad. Dad? Yeah. Because. <laughs> what did you think I was going to call you? Little brother? Like her at least acknowledging that, you know, again. It just. He's he's kind of he's kind of old to be paired off with someone in their 20s. Yes. And it's just this whole episode just makes him look like. A doddering old man on the edge of senility. Right. It's it's odd. It's odd to see him so thrown. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel like... Well, I would say I don't feel like Regina would be this thrown. I know that Regina wouldn't be this thrown. Because I've seen that she still tries to find ways to do her thing without magic. Mm-hmm. Um, because, once again... It's just an allegory for addiction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's his whole thing. He won't give up the magic. And so whenever he has to give up the magic, he goes through withdrawals for it. Okay, we talked that through. Thank you. Yes. Um. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the temper tantrum in the bathroom and then trying to heal his hand. I was like, did he just do that specifically to see if he could heal it? No, or? I think he just threw a tantrum and then he was like, oh, I'll just fix it. And then he was like, oh, I can't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Ugh. It's a reference to the chipped cup. You wrote my chipped cup. I can't just fix it. They're such uh, a bad couple. Such a, Look, if the if this if you're one of those people and this is your OTP, good for you. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah. It's okay to be wrong. It's like people who don't think pineapple belongs on pizza. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. Look, you don't have to eat it. Yeah, no one's making you. In fact, I love that you're not eating it because that means more pizza for me. Done. Um, yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy being hungry <laughs> with your smooth ass taste buds. <laughs> um, so cut to we're in the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anton is rampaging around and, you know, our good guys try to go in and, and, and stop things. And it doesn't go well. No. Um, because because oh no that was my twin brother how convenient where is he oh Oh, he's he's not around right now he's dead oh great so i don't trust you so you're lying again wait no 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 but you're friends with our daughter emma oh cool let me talk to her and she vouches for you i'll stop my rampage well and i'm like can y'all not call her right see if she's on the plane yet i mean he doesn't know what a phone is uh, I mean, we have this magic device that will let you talk to her. It's called a Motorola. S- <laughs> uh, I I also am really amused when he's chasing them and he's like going to jump on David. Yeah. Instead of like oh, literally God. anything else he could do as a giant. The ambiguous size scale really comes into play here because he's so yeah. large and then he fits in this hole and then he shrinks again. And then I look at the hole and he's like, no, nah, he was bigger than that. Yeah, he was bigger than that hole. Um, but we have moved from an outdoor set to a soundstage. They actually uh, dug a six foot hole. Was it six foot? They dug a hole for this. Um, oh, my God. 
hold on, let me pull it up. Do they have do they have like the bottom of it out of shot so that he doesn't have to like strain his arms trying to hang on to this pipe? I hope so. I mean, that would make the most sense. Or is, is it like a green screen? I think I don't know. They had him in a hole. <laughs> when he says maybe death hurts less than life when he's in that hole, I'm like, girl, <laughs> Yet another person in this who really just needs to get therapy. Maybe um, talk to your doctor about if you do need to find medication, if this is a persistent thing, or if this is just a moment you're going through. Uh, But something, buddy, that's heavy. That's the darkest line in this show. Right? It's like, maybe death hurts less than a painful life. And I'm like, "Mm." Jesus. Well, we're going to have to put a disclaimer on everything. Uh, Uh, Yeah, it made me. I'm trying to find something. I'm sorry. There's a lot of dead air. Sorry, I'm just giving a big sigh. Uh, I just, I just. For the scene where David surrenders to Anton, the crew dug a six-foot-deep hole in an empty lot in Steveston Village, and the scene was filled on, filmed on Doc's birthday. Huh. Yeah. I don't know where Steveston Village is, but... I think oh, that's... Oh, it's where the library is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, say, it's, the, it's the town. So they the actually dug up six spots. feet in this little town. <laughs> six feet of dirt. And uh, so when we go on our inevitable tour in a few years, we have to see if the pit is still there. Oh, yes. yes no, they yes. covered that over. <laughs> how, how we also need a, uh, I'm, I'm going to Google it now. How long does it take? To Seven and drive? a half hours. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's about the distance from me to Austin. So yeah, ma- making an air, like flying that distance made sense. Right. When we were watching the episode, because we, I have, I know I have absolutely no grasp of how states that aren't Texas are in scale, because um, mm-hmm. Texas is right next to us, and I know that it's eight hundred miles long. Um, so I have no idea the scale of any other state, especially the very tiny ones up on the east coast. Right. And I've been to one of them, two of them. <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, I don't know. I just know everything takes like six hours to get to. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Wherever you're going, it takes six hours. So, th- um, so that drive is an hour and a half longer than driving to Austin with no stops. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Which, flying. Yeah. I always have to make like nine stops because I have a bladder <laughs> the size of a walnut. <laughs> uh I don't know. I this whole episode. I do we need. I think we we did, we did the plot synopsis already, and we're kind of yeah. hitting an hour. I don't know what else there is to say about the episode itself. Yeah, because uh, I I have us talking uh, in my notes. I have that we were upset yet again about Hospital Bell. Mm-hmm. The resolution for Tiny is whatever here's the thing we were upset about for hospital bell who is hospital bell in comparison to who she used to bell used to be and who bell is going to be the next time we see her right because this character does not exist again yeah this is this is the most neutral person we have ever seen uh she's confused which is fine but she's less like helpless confused than other bell but she's not as aggressive as the other person the cursed version of her. So and it's because they're making this show up as it goes along. And I don't mean that in the, that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like mm-hmm. 
I, I don't think that's necessarily, you know, a terrible thing to do. But <laughs> in the case of this, they're not looking back at what they've done and keeping any kind of consistency. You, you got to have an outline so that you know what you can tie back to. Right. Have you got to pay attention. You got to pay attention so you know what to tie back to. Well, it's just like um, the wizard turf, Joanne. Like she had this whole thing about how, oh, yeah, she had a whole master plan for how the books were going to go. Mm-hmm. And bullshit. Sorry, like maybe yes to a degree, but it was very clear when you had time travel in book three and then we forgot time travel existed in book four and then in book five we had to come up with a reason that all the time travel devices got destroyed so we could set up our end game uh, our end game books six and seven uh, without time travel mucking things up like it's okay to make things up as you go along. My problem is when you pretend you're not. <laughs> Lost. <laughs> Once upon a time. Yes. <clears throat> uh, another big thing, overarching mood that uh, I want to talk about is um, people who want to go back versus people who don't to the Enchanted Forest. And now... <laughs> Snow is connected to this place. This is where her child and her grandchild are. She's it's been another lost reference. Oh, God. <laughs> Meanwhile, Charming has been in a coma for the 28 years, and he does not have the same connection that Snow has right. to the place. So he's like, yeah, I want to go back to the place I remember where I feel like myself, where I can like carry a sword and no one's going to freak out. I don't I'm know why any of these people would mind if he carried a sword. Meanwhile, I'm like, Snow is like, yeah, I don't want to go back to live to the ripe old age of died in childbirth. <laughs> like, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah indoor yeah. plumbing is kind of cool. And also, Snow was just there. Yes. Yes. Snow just got back from there. I'm sure she was very happy to take a shower. Like... I feel like that's the conversation they need to have, which is her to say, no, I've been there. It's, it sucks. I've compared the two. Yeah. Recently. Very <laughs> recently. I've been there. Uh, would not go back. Uh, uh, zero out of 10 stars. All of our people, all of the people that I am, that I am queen over my kingdom. They're all here. Yeah. I'm all good. my people are here. Like. They ugh. don't need me to be their queen. They're good. They Ugh. have the internet. We have an election system. Granted, it hasn't worked out very well for the town for the past 28 years, but you know. I also feel like this episode didn't have... Maybe it's because I am now in the era of peak TV. Mm-hmm. Of the new golden age of television, quote unquote. Oh, is that where we are? Where, that's what, are you that's what about? we're calling it, the golden age of television, allegedly. Wait, the era. Who? Uh, it's uh, a critic thing currently. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know about that. Because everything has to be an epic multi-million everything dollar. Has to be an epic. But also because we do so many streaming things, every episode has to end with a stinger. Oh. And they did this on Lost a lot. But they did it on, you know, a lot of old TV. But this episode just felt like it kind of ended. Which is fine. Do you Or is it to- not? Huh? No, he's fine. Okay. It's... I, I mean, I don't know. It just kind of felt like, oh, that's that's our episode. It's over. Everything's resolved. Next week, we'll go to Manhattan. 
Next week we'll go to Toronto for what is a great episode to me. I, yeah, I really enjoyed no, next week's episode. Great. I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot but that happens in that episode. This week just felt like filler. This week, this was another filler episode. Absolutely. Yes. We had to get Anton there. Yeah. Because we're obviously building up something very big with these beans. Right. You're, I mean, personally. There's absolutely no way that these beans are just going to be thrown out in a couple like, episodes. No, the world traveling beans are critical. That and, means that the beans are back. They're back in play and we'll just have yeah. them for the rest of the show, right? Right. Um, which is awesome. You know, that opens up so many places where the show can go, especially because it feels like they're not really sure where to go from here. And we've introduced that there are other worlds yeah. and we've introduced that there are people in this town from other worlds there's so, so many great places we could choose to go surely they'll go to some of those yeah Is there um, some, are we are we getting too far into this bit yeah <laughs> i just hope that we don't do something silly like burn all the beans but then still have world traveling but handle it as just boringly as possible you know what i love you know what i love when something beautiful and huge is built up and built up and made a big deal out of and then they just crumple it up and throw it away yeah that's really fun that's really exciting um it's definitely uh it's definitely it's a lost book (laughs) (laughs) sorry i just rewatched some lost i just rewatched some lost club at home and i'm just like this show had so much squandered potential and that's how i feel right now about once upon a time i do enjoy where we're going with the storyline later this season and i'm gonna have a lot of thoughts on the opening of season three but right now the show really is doggy paddling yeah i yeah i really don't know that i have much more to say about this uh episode um yeah, we took a lot of screen caps. There were some good screen caps, but we've yes. talked about them all. Yes, uh, which we will we will post up on uh, but, on release day. Yes, but do remember that it is your birthright to protect the beans. It is your birthright. Oh God, that picture you sent me. Oh, we'll oh, post you, it. We'll post it. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you want a cat, Elaine? Do you want another cat? No. My mother-in-law is like. I gave to birth to one. Oh, that's right. If you I'm working, what? he must be sitting on my lap. Oh, God. I put him to sit on the back of my car and I held him. And now because the yard guy came and like he he blew dust all over everything. There are baby prints on my car, much like cat footprints. It's I gave birth to a human shaped cat. Amazing. I'm really impressed by um, how Willow is not giving me any grief right now. I read has been. She's been such a bad girl today. Oh, no. I read something about why Willow is the way she is. Oh? It's because when you got her, you didn't get another kitten at the same time as her. And Mm -hmm. so she didn't have another kitten to tell her that biting hurts. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Yes. Yes. Uh, She also hates other cats. Single kitten syndrome. But uh, She she hates those boys. So best dressed. Ruby. Okay, mine was Jack, um, which is fine. I liked Ruby's outfit too. Jack's outfit is great, but Jack's every outfit. time they give me like a little cameo of Ruby, it's like that's oh, the outfit God. I want to wear. Well, that's why I asked this question on our Twitter the other day, and and uh, 
Corey said that you and I would fight over who got to be Ruby and who got to be Regina. I was like, no, we wouldn't. No. <laughs> Mads wants, Mads really loves Regina's outfit, but Mads wants to own Ruby's outfits. Yes, because Ruby's outfits are a little more, a little more like my style. Yes. Like, it's all very ostentatious, but it's in like grays and black. And, and red. And, yeah. And red. So it's all like very, like a very straightforward color palette. And like the, you, this, the lines are straighter. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're usually like interesting patterns or textures on a simple piece. <laughs> Whereas Regina wears very form fitting, figure hugging, grand outfits. Yeah. And that's uh that's more an Elaine thing. Yeah. And I, I like some boxy things and some <laughs> loose fits. I do not Especially have the figure for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had the figure for, for boxy cuts. Box pleats made me sad. <laughs> mm, yeah, fair. So, yes. Uh, so, how are we rating this today? I, uh, I'm i going to name the hole that saves, that saves uh, David Charming James. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot hole. And I'm giving this episode three plot holes out of five. Three out of five. I mean, that's pretty high. Three out of five plot holes. That's that's pretty high, really. I I feel like it's I, I mean I feel like this episode. It like, wasn't a bad episode. It was just a middling right. episode. Yeah, it's a really middling episode. And like I like I always say, like I don't like to give things like a number value unless I'm just comparing them within its own thing. Yeah. And so, like as a once upon a time episode, it's okay. It, it ranks the same as in the name of the brother and child of the moon. Yeah. 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 Like it wasn't like egregious. Yeah. It just wasn't. That I ag- exciting. I I agree with that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with three out of five for that because it wasn't a terrible episode. It was just there. It was entertaining for what it was. I didn't hate it. I think you you might have been more upset with this episode than I was. Yeah. But I'm not gonna give it a four. It was not a four. No. It it wasn't. It's it's a three. I think it's a pretty solid three. Mm-hmm. For me, it established some stuff. The main plot was not the plot we were interested in. Where the right. plot we're interested in is the group going to New York, right? Uh, which we didn't really get a lot of time of, but I feel like it's probably because those scenes were shot very quickly. Yeah. Well, you know, if they're going by like everyone's on the same time scale, yeah. Like this is just a day in the life, and so mm-hmm. this is what happened in that day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that made sense. It made sense that they only got on the plane. But next week. Um, next episode, which we will be watching this Saturday for us. So that's good. That should release on time. Sunday. Uh, w- Sunday. Uh, we'll be watching, uh, what is the episode called? Manhattan. Manhattan. I'm really excited about because that to me is where uh, the show gets really interesting. I do appreciate that um, the episode with that character in it is another uh, city name. Yes. 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 Um, yes. it's, but it's, it's a fun one to me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited. We get a lot of answers in the next one. Yes. And I'm happy get, about that. We get answers. We get communication. We get <laughs> clarification. It's like, ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> and then right after that, we have a rough one. 
<sighs> and then a really good one. one. Oh wait, really? Uh, we have the Millers. We have the, we have the Queen is dead. Is the title of the episode? Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert! In the title of the episode, uh, and then we have the <laughs> Miller's daughter, um, which I actually really love. That episode. Okay, I'll rewatch it. I'll see. Um, I'll rewatch it and see. And yeah, that we're 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 really rounding out the end of this season. We're getting so close now. We just have to stick to it. Yep. Uh, and I think we'll be very excited to jump into season three. Yes, I think everyone will be really excited for us to jump into season three. I don't think we're going to take a, a break between seasons this we time because be we already did. Seasons. Yeah, <laughs> we, we won't be taking a break between seasons because we need to catch up. Um, yeah, uh, up. you know, life happens and we're human and we don't get paid for this. So mm-hmm. thank you for your patience. Um, but I think we took our we took our uh, midseason break and we're ready yes. to get back on it. Very much that. Uh, You have anything else to add about this episode? Nothing here. Okay, well, this has been Storybroke. Miserably ever after. This has been Storybroke. Miserably ever after. A Your Pretty Friend production. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review us almost anywhere fine podcasts are downloaded. You can also follow us on Twitter at StoryBrokePod. This episode has been made possible thanks to the love and support of our spouses and listeners like you. Thank you.